Hi, you're listening to Dancing Dog Blog. I'm your host, Mary Haight, and today we have a longtime pet safety advocate here to talk about her Center for Pet Safety, the results of their latest testing of pet carriers, underwritten by Subaru, and what reports are coming out next. But first, a word from our sponsors. We're pleased to announce that 4K9s.com, the people who make those high-quality, easy-to-clean, good-looking car seat covers for your dog, are sponsors of this podcast. If you're like me, you take your dog everywhere, whenever you can, and that can get really messy. Rain, muddy, wet paws, snow, dust, and debris works its way into the fibers of the seat, and it's one more thing to clean. Leather takes a beating, too. Save yourself and your car seats. Check out the great prices at 4K9s.com. That's number four, letter K, N-I-N-E-S. Com. Lindsay Walcoe led the pet safety mission at K9 Commuter from 2004 to 2011. During that time, she also acted as a consultant for numerous pet product manufacturers on product design, quality, performance, consumer communications, and marketing efforts. In 2011, in response to scientific product testing results, she launched the Center for Pet Safety, where she is founder, CEO, and chairman and also leads the Product Research Division. A pretty busy lady. (laughs) Welcome to the show, Lindsay. Thank you, Mary. It's good to be here. All right, let's just dive right into this. What I'd like to know is what happened in 2011 that made you decide to start the Center for Pet Safety? Well, you know, this was all... 2011 started with our um, pilot study on harnesses, which stemmed from an incident that happened in 2004. Um, I had a new dog. She came to live with me, Maggie. And um, she did not have, she was not secure in my car. So I stopped by the local big box retail store and I picked up a harness that said it would protect her and protect me in the case of an accident. And, you know, being a consumer and believing pet products industry, I believed everything I read. And a few months later, I slammed on the brakes to avoid that accident. And Maggie went flying into the back of the front seat and all I heard was screaming. And it was just devastating because I couldn't get to her. I was, ha- you know, you've got all these cars going around and all I'm hearing is this, you know, siren oh. off the back of my car. Yeah. So it was hard. Um, but, you know, between 2004 and 2011, I, you know, I worked in the pet products industry trying to figure out how we could solve this. And then I had so many pet owners call and ask me the same question. Do these harnesses really protect my pet in the case of an accident? And... So I, you know, I had gone through a lot of personal loss. I lost my mom and my dad. I was a caregiver for them. Mm-hmm. And I thought, let's do this project because this is meaningful to me. This is personal to me. So let's see what we can do. And um, MGA Research uh, kicked off their local uh, test facility over here in Manassas. And it was kismet. It was meant to be. And it just, it went from there. But the study in 2011 we sampled, I think, 12 harness brands. And we looked at them as a consumer would look at them. So I'm a, I'm a pet owner. It's like, how am I going to pick this product? Does it look strong? Yeah. Yeah, Does, and you look at the safety catches. and Yeah, and you yeah. look at the marketing behind the product. Mm-hmm. And we had a 100% failure rate. We ended up testing four. We shortlisted four that either made claims or said they could do things that others couldn't. And they all failed. And uh, I couldn't live with myself knowing that this was a significant issue and I had I felt the need to try to fix this because I didn't want another pet owner to go through what I went through with Maggie it was so traumatic and um, 
I felt it was very unfair that an industry could market in the way that they do to pet owners and basically bank on that trust and the love that we have for our dogs. And uh, it, it's just, it's very difficult. So I launched Center for Pet Safety after that to try and fix this. Wow. You bit off a lot there. Yeah. it's It's been an uphill climb, but, you know, we've had some phenomenal opportunities come our way. Uh, why? How did Subaru, speaking of phenomenal opportunities, how did, that, how did they get involved? Well, you know, I think it was the Today Show did an organ, uh, did a, the Today Show did a, they did a piece on New Jersey wanting to legislate the use of these harness products. And I pinged Mara Schiavocampo. She was at NBC at the time. And I said, you know, we tested these and we had a 100% failure rate. And within four minutes, she replied to me and said, I'll have my producer call you. So wow. thanks, to, thanks to Mara Schiavocampo, we went from zero to 90 overnight. Mm-hmm. We ended up on the Today Show. And people at Subaru saw the piece. And, you know, they are very dedicated to pet owners. And, you, you know, we know that I think it's over 50% of Subaru drivers have dogs. Mm-hmm. So this is something that's very much in line with their, their thinking and their marketing. And, you know, they reached out and said, how can we help you? So they sponsored our initial study. Um, they did a project sponsorship for the harness study in 2013. Mm-hmm. And then late last year, they pinged us and said, hey, you know, we're getting a lot of questions about crates and carriers. Would you be interested in working on that? And we just jumped. We were like, we've been begging, you know, for a sponsor for that. Uh, So, yeah, it's been wonderful. But, you know, they are only a project sponsor. So they cover Mm -hmm. this test and nothing else. And how many other projects do you have? Immediate on our immediate radar, what we want to do, we want you know we have one for life jackets. We're trying to kick off. Uh, we have data on the performance of life jackets. You know, potentially increasing the risk of drowning. Mm. Oh dear. Uh, so we want to we work with a vet school for that one. Um, mm-hmm. We want to do a, a huge pet food initiative, and we also want to do one on collars, leashes, and walking harnesses. As you know, that that's kind of like our immediate bandwidth. Um, we are a small organization, so we have to take them and, you know, we can't do a lot of projects at one time. Yeah, just in turn. So, well, then how do other companies get involved? Well, we're hoping, we we try to find, you know, the the appropriate fit for a a potential sponsor. So we hope, you know, sponsors hear this broadcast or hear, you know, what we're working on, and they reach out to me directly at Center for Pet Safety or they reach out to our team at info at centerforpetsafety.org. And that email will get funneled to the appropriate people within our organization um, that can help develop and package a study that would work for that particular sponsor. So in the Subaru, it was very logical they would be in the travel space. So, you know, for the life jacket study, is it a boating or a yacht manufacturer might make a, a good fit for that. But we can't work with the, you know, the pet products industry. So we are completely separate from them, and we don't accept any, you know, funding from any manufacturer in the pet products industry. So we have to rely on outside sources for that funding. Let's go back for a second here. You, you talked about the uh, 2013 testing that you did, and mm-hmm. you caused quite a stir with the release of video crash tests of several makers, uh, pet safety belts and pet carriers, showing what happens at 
a mere 30 mile an hour crash test. Pretty devastating. Uh, did the pet products you tested offer their products for testing or how was this decided? No, we purchased the products. I, you know, I went through because I, I'm leading, you know, that decision making on which products we select. Um, manufacturers had to be in the 2013 harness study. Manufacturers had to make uh, claims of testing, crash testing, or crash protection, and we used those three marketing terms um, as a like a baseline, saying if you're making if you're making these claims. That means you have done due diligence on your product or, you know, you should have done due diligence on your product. So let's, let's see if you really did. And I think that's what was so shocking to our team when we started putting the products through their paces was that we uncovered the dirty little secrets from the manufacturers on how they're manipulating consumer, the consumer mind to purchase their product. So, it, you know, we had one brand that claimed they'd crash tested their product. But when we talked to the manufacturer and we got into the nitty-gritty of it, they only tested one size of their product, yet they put that they crash tested their product on all product sizes. So that's why uh, that yeah. mm-hmm. they, the middle size, you know, held up better than the other two. So the, the two on either end of it failed. We had catastrophic failures. And that's exactly why those types of failures happen is the manufacturers, you know, they crash test and they don't test all sizes or they crash test and they would have a catastrophic failure, but the consumer doesn't need to know about that catastrophic failure. It's just the first part that they crash tested. Yeah. And that's, that is rampant in this industry. So uh, could you tell us a little more about uh, this MGA organization who does your testing and to what standards? Because it's my understanding there are no standards for measuring pet product safety equipment. Well, we have published the first harness standard in 2014. So, yes, there is one. Mm-hmm. Yay! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm very proud to have um, But, you know, MGA Research uh, Corporation um, is, and I think they have, they're largely based in North America, so they have uh, locations across the U.S., and I believe they have some in Canada. Um, they are... NHTSA contracted, and what that means is the Department of Transportation contracts them to test the child safety seats that, you know, we use for our kids. And they are the ones that, if you go to the NHTSA website and you want to watch the videos, you will likely see MGA Research in the background of that video. Um, I work with the same team that tests those child seats. These are the real deal. They're all engineers. Um... They are independent third parties, so they are not affiliated with our organization, nor are they affiliated with the sponsor or any manufacturer. So we, we like that distance. We want to keep all of this above board, and our team works very, very hard at that, and we've had to turn down a lot of money to keep this above board. So uh, Well, this is something that consumers have needed forever for anything with regard to pet products. I, you know, I understand why one doesn't exist because finding that money and finding the sponsors is very difficult. Well, yeah, and pet owners are so willing to give their money away to a manufacturer that's making these marketing claims. And, I mean, to me, now that I'm standing on the other side of this fence, I'm like, why, you know, give to us because we'll tell you if it's worth the money that you're parting with. I mean, even 
you know, we, we sit there and go, if 1% of pet owners donates $5 to our organization, you know, give up your designer cup of coffee for one day, mm-hmm. we would be funded for years to come. And we're not, you know, we're not looking for, you know, an individual to, you know, give a huge amount. But if, if the work that we're doing is important to you, if it matters to you, if it's been helpful to you, we try to get that call to action out there to say, look, we are not fully funded. So it's, it's a challenge. It really is. That sounds like a really good idea for a widget on dog bloggers and other pet bloggers' uh, sites. To me, I, doesn't it sound good to you? I think it's a great thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, there are so many um, organizations that ask for, you know, a cup of coffee. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I think it's an excellent idea. Well, and again, you know, you just look at it and say, you know, make sure that, and we tell people this all the time, look at the organization and where that money's going. Because for those big organizations that you give to in the rescue space, you know, we, we they they spend a lot on marketing and a lot on, you know, packages for the, the, the staff and things like that. Mm-hmm. Most of our staff, um, I know I'm a volunteer for the organization. I've been doing this now for a long time. And, you know, we don't have salaried staff at Center for Pet Safety. It's, it's definitely one of those that, you know, we work because we love our pets. And we, we definitely need that kind of support. And you have... Uh uh, great people you're working with to uh, to get this testing done. I am. I mean, we are so blessed, honestly. If you if you knew in in the background the organizations that have volunteered time with our group, I think it. You know, I can't talk about them publicly, mm. but these are major organizations that have provided expertise. You know, if we have a finding, you know, during testing, it's like, would you take a look at this? And they they would leverage their experts. Um, I, I'm just, we have passenger safety experts that we've worked with, Chris Sherwood and Dr. Priya Prasad actually did an authoritative review on our harness standard, and he's a god in the passenger safety space. Um, I, I'm just so blessed, honestly, our whole team, we've got such a phenomenal group of people here. You've recently announced the 2015 crash test reports for pet carriers. Mm-hmm. And it just happens to be family travel time. <laughs> so would you tell us what the Center for Pet Safety found, uh, what the safe way to tie down the crate for your big dog or dogs is, and what doesn't work? I was surprised to find that putting your small dog's carrier strapped in with a seat belt was not only ineffective, but a danger to the dog. Yeah, it's a danger to the dog. It's a danger to the people in the vehicle. Um, the you know the carriers that we purchase or the, you know pet owners find like the pet mates and the berry kennels, mm-hmm. it's a hard plastic and it's not as strong and structurally sound as people think it is. And really, it, that goes to show that you know we buy into the marketing hype because the the manufacturers are saying this is appropriate for auto travel. And while the products we've tested in 2015 will all prevent distraction, which can help prevent an accident. If you are anticipating that you may need something more than distraction protection at any time while you're traveling, you know, this is why, you know, this is why we did the study. So we looked at large crates for dogs. We wanted to test using our largest weighted dog, which is 110 pounds. And we started out looking at bungee cords and, you know, strength-rated straps, and could, could we make a value crate, like a wire crate, safer for travel? Mm-hmm. And we we found that bungee cords are absolutely 
ineffective. They offer zero protection. Pet owners should not put, you know, use them to anchor any product. It's just, it's just not worth the money or the time or the effort. Strength-rated straps are where you know you would need to go. But even like with wire crate, the the crate itself is so inherently weak in design, um, and the structural integrity is not there. So the wire crate will fail, but the straps may hold. So that's why, you know, we started looking at crates that are crash tested and the manufacturers are, you know, marketing the products that way. Uh, or, you know, again, tested, crash tested or crash protection. And um, we looked at the Vario cage. We looked at the ProLine product, the Gunner Kennel, and then the Roughtop. We get a lot of questions about Roughtop. We were surprised with the Vario cage, how poorly it actually performed. It, you know, the, the anchor points didn't hold. And it wasn't the, the, the fabric strap that failed. It was the fabric strap tore through the metal connection. Wow. And these are, these are you know, it's a 30-mile-an-hour 30, 30 test. And it, we initially tested with the seats, assuming that you have a large dog and you would need to put the second row of seats down to handle that size crate in a car because not all, you know, not all SUVs can handle those crates. So we, we did two series of tests. We did the first one with the seat backs down or simulating that and then we pushed it up against a, a solid seat back simulation fixture that we developed um, to determine if the product is relying on the seat back. And we don't want products that rely on the seat back. That's extraordinarily dangerous for the person sitting in front of it. So we wanted a product that would stand on its own and on its own connection points. And that's where that uh, the Gunner kennel, it's a G1 intermediate, I think. We only had to do one test on that product. It was just so amazing to watch how it held up, how it, you know, it gripped the carpet and the anchor points held. And it just was so, such, I mean, there was just no question. I mean, it was a hands down. We just did that one on visuals. I mean, you knew right off the bat that it would hold up better than anything else out there. That's really good information. I think we're the first ones giving them that kind of information. So. Oh, I, I haven't seen anything like that anywhere. So you need more sponsors. We do. We need more sponsors. We need support from pet owners. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's hard for us because we, we look at this with a bit of a jaded eye because we are uncovering what manufacturers are telling consumers um, to get them to buy a product. But what pet owners don't realize is that there is no oversight in this industry. Yeah, the, they've lost sight of the big picture because uh, they're, <laughs> they're being bombarded with nothing but marketing messages. Oh, yeah. I mean, we see this every day, and it just, you know, it causes me to sit here and steam. I just get so angry when I see these the, the messages that come through, and I'm like, I have absolute scientific proof that says that what you are claiming is not accurate. Mm-hmm. And um, it's it's hard. We want pet owners to have that independent resource to go to, sort of like we do with consumer reports, right? So exactly. We need something like that as pet owners to kind of cut through that marketing hype because the Consumer Product Safety Commission, they look at consumer products, but for some reason, they have classified pet products outside of the term consumer products or de- outside of that definition of consumer products. So there is no oversight. 
there is no one looking at the marketing because they have taken pet products and said, okay, we're going to put you guys way over here. And manufacturers can, you know, make or do or claim anything. And years ago, you know, I talked to a manufacturer, it was a mom and pop shop, and they started out of their garage. And they went direct to internet with their product. They didn't test it. They didn't do anything except publish it on the internet, and they were selling them. Mm-hmm. And I interviewed them. And they had no insurance. They, you know, if you're, if this product had flown off the back of the motorcycle and, you know, into someone's windshield and hurt or killed someone, they were not accountable in any way, shape, or form, and then you'd have to go through legal channels, but they likely, you know, I I mean, there's just no recourse. Um, And when I heard that from them, I, you know, I I immediately sent her links to business counseling classes. (laughs) (laughs) Please don't, please don't do this to unsuspect Yes, (laughs) Wow. It's scary what you what we what we've learned. I mean, there are a lot of those out there, and pet owners really they buy into the marketing, and it's it's so dangerous, so so dangerous. Well, and it, you know when you look at the industry, you can see that also in uh, pet food, mm-hmm. uh, given uh, what the lobbyists have done to the Food, Drug, and Cosmetics Act, um, allowing makers to use dead, dying, diseased, and downed animals Absolutely. for uh, for pet food. And, and pet it's well known in the industry. There's no, they have no compunction about using the term 4Ds. But pet owners, when they look, when they look at that, you know, they look at, I don't know if they see the 4D part. They look at the pretty packaging. They look at that lovely piece of salmon mm-hmm. laid mm-hmm. on the mm-hmm. front. And all the vegetables that are cascading down the front. Oh, yeah. yes. Yes, I love that and, one. And there is absolutely no guidelines, regulations, or anything around that. So they're showing you an enticing picture of something that you as a pet owner, you'd want to eat that. Mm-hmm. But what's in that bag has absolutely... <laughs> Nothing to do re- with reality. Yeah. <laughs> with that reality. That, those right? are the rules of advertising. Yes, right. whatever's on the front of the package doesn't count so they they can say whatever they like and it doesn't have to be true oh i know it drives me crazy it drives our whole team crazy (laughs) tell us how people can reach you and uh, what can pet bloggers do for you that will further the cause well we appreciate any exposure that you know we can to help spread our message to help spread you know what our organization is working to do on behalf of pet owners Mm -hmm. um center it's a it's centerforpetsafety.org is our website address and uh, you can follow us at center for pet safety on facebook and at pet safety center on twitter oh good okay um so we you know we try to we try to have a good presence in social media it's hard when everybody's a volunteer so maybe you would need volunteers for this kind of thing too who are well versed in fundraising and social media helping you spread the word Absolutely. Any, you know, if you have that type of a skill set, reach out. Um, I can't, you know, again, we have a very small team, so that means we don't have, we have limited management, ba- you know, bandwidth. Um, but we're definitely looking for, you know, the right volunteer. Um, we are looking for any pet owner to help spread the mission and help educate pet owners. You know, we talk to a lot of new pet owners. They're like, wow, I never knew any of this and I just have my first puppy and I need to know. 
and that's really where we can, you know, every pet owner who's in a, you know, a seasoned uh, pet owner can help make a, a difference and, and help spread the word on the Right, up. yeah, especially for those, as you say, who are new to being pet parents. There's a huge educational opportunity there, but, you know, we, we do want pet owners to know that, you know, we are working very hard. We don't, you don't see it very often because we work so hard in the background and we really only share truly important information that pet owners need to know. I'm finishing up a pilot study now on pets, travel seats, and booster seats. That will be coming out here in the next month or two. Oh, that'll be great. Yeah, it's just, it's, 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 again, it's interesting. Uh, It may not be what pet owners want to hear, but uh, because some of the testing results are disturbing again it's it's a hard space for us to be in because the products are just simply that bad but and in another way this is very good because then they can invest in something that actually works mm-hmm. between the between your safety belt study mm-hmm. and this new one on pet carriers and we you know out of the the harness study and the published harness standard we have also started the center for pet safety certified program so manufacturers can voluntarily comply with these rigorous testing requirements and performance requirements. And we independently test the product, but they have to comply and they have to, you know, say, all right, we're going to do this. We independently test the product and we will verify the product performance. And if it meets our requirements, we will provide the manufacturer with a Center for Pet Safety seal to put on the product packaging so that that can help identify, that gives you that visual as a pet owner. It's like, I want to look for that Center for Pet Safety seal to know that this has been independently, you know, tested and verified by, you know, our nonprofit organization. So the only brand at this point that has volunteered to participate in the Center for Pet Safety Certification Program is Sleepy Pod with their Clickit Sport Harness. And we know there are at least five other manufacturers out there working to get there, but it takes time and it takes a commitment from the manufacturer. I think that tells the public quite a bit, don't you? Uh, You know, if they listen, I hope they understand. Of what it means to have gone through that seal of approval process. It is not just they they don't buy the approval. They have they have to do the due diligence. And, you know, we, we even go to the effort of making all of our test dogs and our fixturing available to any manufacturer that wants to use them so that they can test using the same equipment we test with. Mm-hmm. But and they don't have to have that uh, outlay for expenditures. No, we, they, can, they, just, they sign the contract to do it. Now, the contract states that we get copied on the data because that is so important and critical for pet owners so that we can, ma- we can look at where the manufacturer starts and we can help in some ways. We do help them. We do provide them uh, with feedback opportunities and we talk to the manufacturers if they want to hear it. We've also had manufacturers that have taken advantage of that program because they want to get that video content to put on their website yes and then they don't follow through with getting certified Mm -hmm. and that's really what pet owners need to watch for is if you see our test dogs in use and they're not certified that should be a big red flag yeah Hmm. it's really amazing to me it's frustrating for our team yeah Uh... at least we're making headway so that's that's good i mean little by little we're, we're seeing more participation i talk to manufacturers around the globe they want to hit those marks. They are working hard to make those marks, and it just takes time. So yeah, and you, the thing is, I was really impressed with Sleepy Pod 
Yeah. Uh, because they went out and they did the same testing you did. Yeah, so it, a manufacturer has to do their own due diligence. Um, mm -hmm. They can do it. There are test facilities all around the country or all mm -hmm. around the world, actually. And we provide, you know, feedback on how they can, you know, save money, how they can do this, how they can get from point A to point B and mm -hmm. make it more affordable. Uh, Sleepy Pod has proven, though, that they are the real deal when it comes to this. I mean, we saw that in our uh, the recent study we did with the carriers. So we had difficulties. All in the, These were the small dog carriers, small cat carriers. Uh, we tested up to 15 pounds, I think, in Maybe I think one of them we tested to 20 pounds because they made some very egregious claims. But um, the three manufacturers that claimed crash testing in the carrier division all had a bumpy start, including Sleepy Pod. We had at the top la the top uh, handle the Velcro let go in our test, and you know we were concerned because they had gone through the effort of going through all the testing and publishing the test evidence, something we want to see. Mm -hmm. So we had gone through that. We called them and said, all right, so we have an anomaly. We have something that's not matching your test evidence. And the response that we received, I mean, we had a person from their organization on site at MGA within three hours of that phone. <gasps> wow. <laughs> that's, that's a very big deal. We don't see that response. Mm -hmm. And with the same thing with Pet Ego, we called Emmanuel Bianchi and said, you know, we tested your product, but it didn't exactly follow with what we would have thought a crash-tested product would do. Could you explain? And so he went through, and he contacted us within four hours to set up a call for the following week. So that's the, you know, those are, those are two brands we know that are committed mm -hmm. um, to the testing they work that they've done and the investment that they've made in their brand. Um, the other one did not even respond to our request for more information, and it just was uh, such an egregious failure. Um, it was shocking, but no, Sleepy Pod has proven themselves to be the real deal when it comes to customer satisfaction, you know, truth in marketing, mm -hmm. making sure, you know, they're, they're fully transparent. And they really stand behind their brand. Absolutely. We'll take a quick break here to say thanks to our sponsors, 4K9s.com, for sending car seat covers over for testing. I saw the installs in less than one minute claim and thought, have they met me? I was so surprised when it turned out to be true. They fit well and look really great. 4K9s offers a lifetime warranty. If a cover fails with a 4.75 out of 5 star rating from 1,000 reviews at Amazon, you can be sure of excellent customer service. And there's a special coupon for listeners. You'll get an additional 10% off even on sale prices when you use the code CAFE number 4 letter K number 9 letter S. And here Here's something we really love. With every purchase, $1 goes to the ASPCA and other rescues. Visit 4K9s.com. And we're back. This is great information, and you're going to have to come back again, you know. <laughs> my pleasure, my pleasure, my pleasure. Well, thank you very much, Lindsay Walco, founder, CEO, and chairman of Center for Pet Safety, for being with us today and giving us all this fantastic information. And we look forward to seeing you again. Terrific, Mary. Thank you so much. And to the audience, thanks for listening. <laughs>